Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. All right, good morning, good morning. Fusion Church, 6 a.m. How you guys feeling today? How you guys feeling after that dream team night last night? Come on, such a just an on-time pertinent word. Um, I'm telling you guys, God is doing something amazing in the life of Fusion Church in 2023. As I told uh, the Cumberland County crew, 2023 is going to be ridiculous. Uh, um, that may be that may not be a proper theological term. I don't think you ever read the word uh, ridiculous in the Bible, but I'm gonna tell you. The gospel according to Pastor Jason, 2023 is going to be ridiculous. So um, this morning we are in Numbers 1. Um, don't be afraid of the book of Numbers, all right? The book of Deuteronomy. It's a lot of information. But as we're going to see, as we're plugging away through this book of the Bible, God has so many pertinent things that he wants to share for us, share with us. This isn't just um, an old Testament book. This isn't just a, this isn't something we don't got to worry about. We, we, we don't need to put no focus on. This is, these are important books of the Bible. So um, I'm going to pray and we're going to get into it because we have a whole lot to cover in a short amount of time. All right, let's pray. Father, we love you. And we just thank you for your word, Lord. And I pray, Father, that, that you would just be with us during this time, Lord. I pray that as you were giving me the words to speak, Father, that you'd be sharing even more with your children on this call, Lord, and, and even more with, with those who listen later on. Uh, be with us during this time. Just bless us. And uh, we just love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. The book of Numbers, game with chapter one, and I am reading from the New King James Version. Now the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the tabernacle of meeting on the first day of the second month in the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Take a census of all the congregation of the children of Israel, by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of names, every male individually, from twenty years old and above, all who are about to go to war in Israel. You and Aaron shall number them by their armies, and with you there should be a man from every tribe, each one the head of his father's house. These are the names of the men who shall stand with you, from Reuben, Eliezer, the son of Shador, from Simeon, Shalumiel, the son of, I can't say this name, from Judah, Nashan, the son of Aminadab, from Issachar, Nathaniel, the son of Zor, from Zebulon, Eliab, the son of Helon, from the sons of Joseph, from Ephraim, Elishama, the son of Amihud, from Manasseh, Gamaliel, the son of Padazur, from Benjamin, Abadan, the son of Gideoni, from Dan, Ahizer, the son of Amishadai. From Asher, Pagio, the son of Okron. From Gad, Eliasaph, the son of Duel. From Naphtali, Ahira, the son of Enan. These were the chosen from the congregation, leaders of their father's tribes, the heads of the divisions in Israel. 
Then Moses and Aaron took these men who had been mentioned by name, and they assembled all the congregation together on the first day of the second month, and they recited their ancestry by families, by their spot, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of names, from twenty years old and above, each one individually. As the Lord commanded Moses, so he numbered them in the wilderness of Sinai. Now the children of Reuben, Israel's oldest son, their genealogy by their families, by their father's houses, according to the numbers of, of names, every male individually from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were the number numbered of the tribe of Reuben were 46,500. From the children of Simeon, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, of those who were numbered according to the number of names, every male individually from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the, of the tribe of Simeon were 59,300. From the children of Gad, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Gad were 45,650. From the tribe of Judah, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Judah were 74,600. From the tribe of Issachar, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Issachar were 54,400. From the tribe of Zebulon, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Zebulon were 57,400. From the sons of Joseph, the children of Ephraim, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those were numbered of the tribe of Ephraim were 40,500. 40, from the children of Manasseh, their, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Manasseh were 32,200. From the tribe of Benjamin, their genealogies by their names, by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Benjamin were 35,400. From the children of Dan, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those were, who were numbered of the tribe of Dan were 62,700. From the tribe of Asher, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Asher were 41,500. From the children of Naphtali, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Naphtali were 53,400. These were the ones who were numbered, whom Moses and Aaron numbered, with the leaders of Israel, 12 men, each one representing his father's house. So all who were numbered of the children of Israel by their father's house from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war in Israel, all who were numbered were 603,000. 1550 but the levites were not numbered among them by their father's tribe for the lord had spoke to moses saying only the tribe of levi you shall not number nor take a census of them among the children of israel but you shall appoint levites over the tabernacle of the testimony over all its furnishings and over all things that belong to it they shall carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings they shall attend to it and camp around the tabernacle and when the tabernacle is to go forward, the Levites shall take it down. And when the tabernacle is to be set up, the Levites shall set it up. 
The outsider who comes near shall be put to death. The children of Israel shall pitch their tents, everyone by his own camp, everyone by his own standard, according to their armies. But the Levites shall camp around the tabernacle of the testimony, that there may be no wrath on the congregation of the children of Israel. And the Levites shall keep charge of the tabernacle of the testimony. Thus the children of Israel did, according to all the Lord commanded Moses, so they did. Amen. Amen. Come on. That's a whole lot. And and um, don't forget don't forget your coffee, guys. We can drink coffee again. Don't forget that. So I could have skipped over a lot of that, but I do think it's important that God is very intentional when he gives a command. All right. There's a reason for all of this. There's a reason why God wanted the children of Israel to take a census of the fighting men, okay? This wasn't even a census of the entire Israelites, all of them, all the Hebrews. It wasn't. It was just those 20 and above from each of the tribes, except for the tribe of Levi, who could fight. And and we've already read that, you know, in the book of Exodus, how God had had rescued Israel from their slavery, you know, and they had come to the Red Sea and and, and they, they saw God, um, provide in the wilderness. So now they come to Mount Sinai where God appeared to them in a spectacular way. Um, Moses went up um, to meet with God and to receive the law at Mount Sinai, but also at Mount Sinai, the, the children of Israel, they had, you know, they had crafted um, the idol of the golden calf and they worshiped. So a lot, a lot had happened already, you know, but also at Mount Sinai, Israel had built the tabernacle. Um, as a center of worship, as a center of their sacrifice to God. Um, they established a priesthood. This priesthood received God's plan for the for the priests and the nation as a whole. So at the end of um, Leviticus, the previous book of um, prior to Numbers, um, they had been out of Egypt for about a year. Okay, so um exodus leviticus is you know that's that's you know that that took place and then in between now it's been about a year so um if we look at it exodus covers about one year leviticus covers about a month but the book of numbers covers about 38 years of israelite history okay we're going to see all all this takes place while they're in the wilderness and it says, now the Lord spoke to Moses, right? The, the, the book of Numbers, it's going to, it approaches things God's way, right? In the wilderness, you know, some of us may be tempted to, to launch a hundred different ways to get out of the wilderness, you know, a hundred different ways to move forward. But, but God's way is the only way that works. And this book is all about God's way. God's dad telling you, I want you to do things my way. Just do it. You're going to be cool. You don't do it. You, you ain't going to be cool, you know? And the, the, the idea, you know, in this phrase, the Lord spoke to Moses, is repeated 150 times in the book of Numbers. And it's repeated 20 different ways, right? God is speaking all throughout the book of Numbers. He's speaking directly to Moses, and Moses, in turn, is relaying this to the children of Israel. One thing to take note is that they are in the wilderness at this time, but the wilderness 
was never intended to be their destination. Let me say that again. The wilderness was never intended to be the Israelites' destination. God's intention was to bring them into the promised land of Canaan. It was always his intention. The the wilderness was only a, a temporary place, a place we must move through, not live in. The wilderness is intended for us to move through, not to live in, right? And how often do we get stuck in our own mess, our own trials and tribulations, and that becomes our comfortable place? Why? Because, you know, we know how to function in the mess, right? We know how to function in the mess. We know know how to function when we're going through bad times. Like, we know how to deal. But God has never intended for us to remain in the wilderness, brothers and sisters. He never intended that. The children of Israel remained in the wilderness all this time because of their own actions. God's intention was then for them to immediately go into the promised land, but they weren't ready. And they decided to stay. And because of their actions, they had to stay in the wilderness longer. The, the, um, it says the wilderness of, of Sinai, right? Um, in the Hebrew Bible, this book of, of numbers is actually called in the wilderness, right? So it's, it's kind of interesting. It's not called numbers. And again, this book is all about God's people in the wilderness, about how they got there, how God dealt with them in the wilderness and how he brought them out of the wilderness on, on their way to the promised land. Numbers gives us a, a, a big vision because it applies to us too. Where has God taken us? What inner qualities must God develop in us and demand in us all, along the way? You know, we had we had an amazing word last night. Where is God taking us? The pastor, you know, he was, he was talking about, you know, you know, the word from the Lord and where, where we're going. Where is God taking us? That's what the book of Numbers is about for the children of Israel. So it applies to us today. Israel had to be had to be transformed. Um, from a people who had been dominated by hundreds of years of slavery into a people suited for the promised land. The promised land people are different from slave people. Let me say that again. Promised land people are different from slave people. Perhaps, brothers and sisters, God has not allowed you to be delivered from whatever you're going through because you still maintain that slave mentality. Because once again, you are comfortable in the mess. You've been going through whatever you're going through for so long. For so long, it becomes the norm. It becomes comfortable. And so then when you're about to have deliverance, you back away a little bit because what does that mean? Because it's scary. The promised land can be scary, but when God goes before you, when God is leading you someplace, you have no reason to be scared because he's already there. He's already cleared the way, right? So the book of Numbers, even though the Israelites, they were stuck in the wilderness because of their own junk, God was still preparing a way for them. See, Israel, they they emerged from, from Egypt as a slave people. But with that slave mentality, they were really unsuited for the promised land. This may be a different way of looking um, at this whole story, right? Numbers tells a story, uh, a part of the story of of how God transformed them into promised land people. Verse 2, he says, take a census of the congregation of children of Israel. So as, as Moses met with the Lord, 
in the tabernacle, God commanded to take a census, but counting all only all who were able to go to war in Israel. Um, Jethro in Exodus 18, Jethro was um, Moses' father-in-law, and he already, you know, advised Moses to to put the people in order, right? To to um, organize organize them by the by the, the thousands, by the hundreds, by the fifties, and then by the tens. Organize the children of Israel, and um, so they were ready. There was already order. So counting all these able-bodied men should have been pretty easy. Um, from from tw- verse three says, from twenty years old and above, men of war were counted as those from twenty years older and above, showing that. It takes some time and maturity to be able to fight well. Okay. You know, in, in the US military, once you hit 18, you know, even younger with your parents' permission, you can join the military, right? We can, you join the military, they're going to put a rifle in your hand, and you potentially will go to war and fight for this country. Can I tell you, when I joined the military at 18 years old, this guy here, was not ready to go to war. <laughs> you know, I was, there was no way, right? But it was a different time back then, different mentality, right? You were living in the wilderness and you had to be prepared to fight. Um, it says, uh, so, so, so again, this was a military census to see who could fight for Israel. And this was the first step in taking the promised land. It was an inventory you know, in a sense, to understand what resources they had. Would they be able to go? The order to to count the potential soldiers was not meant to imply that Israel was going to take the land by by a superior force, right? Uh, or, or, or merely because the men were so brave that they were able to take the promised land. You know, they would receive the promised land by the hand of God. But they had to, they still had to fight and know that they had what they had available going into battle. Because Israel had a literal physical war to fight. And as believers, you know, we know that we don't battle against flesh and blood. We were just talking about that last night at Dream Team Night. We don't fight against flesh and blood enemies, but against spiritual enemies, according to Ephesians 6. We may fail in spiritual battle because we don't take an honest inventory about where we're at spiritually. We may overestimate or underestimate our spiritual strength and resources. So this this count of Israel um, wouldn't let them do that. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, when we're in a spiritual battle, we need to know the resources that we have at our disposal. How do we fight the word of God, right? Jesus, when he was tempted, you know, what did he do? He quoted scripture to the enemy because he knew the word. Do you know your word, brothers and sisters? We do this soap every morning, Monday through Friday. But are you just doing this so that, you know, people could see your name on the screen and be like, I'm a part of, I'm a part of the 6 a.m. soap? Or are you actually taking the time to take whatever passage of scripture that we're talking about on a particular day. And you're really praying and studying and meditating on. So it truly is a part of uh, uh, real to you. And it's in your heart. So that when you come against spiritual battles, you have all the ammunition you need. 
Don't underestimate the resources that you have. So um, every uh, a man from every tribe, each one had the head of his father's house. So they were they were they were they were um, ordered in an order of tribe. You know the twelve tribes of of um, of Israel, not including Levi, right? Because Levi was the priesthood, right? So, but so now we have so now we have eleven tribes, right? But that eleventh tribe is the tribe of Joseph, which doesn't exist. But his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, became tribes. So now we still have our twelve tribes of Israel. Okay. Um, and, and the absence of, of Levi among the potential soldiers is, is important. It's going to be explained here in a little bit. And verse 16 says they were chosen from the congregation. So it, it's possible and even likely that um, the head of, of, of each tribe um, was selected by the tribe. They may have had like an election, you know, and I'm like, okay, you, we're, the, we're the tribe of Gad. You the guy. We're going to vote you as to be to be the head. And and. What's significant um, is that each of the names of the tribes and the heads, they, they, they do have a, a spiritual meaning. You know, and this is saying something good about the spiritual life of the Israel-like community as they left Egypt. Okay. So real quick, tribe of Reuben, their head was Eliezer, which means my God is my rock. Simeon, the head of, of this tribe was Shalumiel, my peace is God. Judah, Nashan was the, the head, my people are noble. Issachar, the leader was Nathaniel, gift of God. Zebulon, Eliab was the leader, my God is father. Ephraim, Elishama, my God hears. Manasseh, Gamaliel, reward of God. Benjamin, Abaddon, my father is judge. Dan, Ahazer, my brother is a helper. Asher, Pagiel, met by God. Gad, the leader is Eliasaph. My God is added. My God has multiplied. And if Tali, Ahira, is my brother is evil, which is, I don't understand why, why it's that that's what it means, but that's 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 the meaning of it. So there's there's significant meaning to each of these tribes. And so the the, the head of the family before when they went to 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 Moses and Aaron, he had to he had to list out his lineage. They were responsible and they were responsible to count out the potential soldiers in their tribe. The concept of ancestry and, and, and families was important to ancient Israelites, and they kept excuse me, genealogical records with care. Spiritually speaking, we can do the same thing. We can recite our ancestry because we've all been born again into God's family. So our spiritual ancestry begins when we were born again into God's family. Every individual in Israel was important to God. This, this wasn't just uh, assembling people for, for a final number, but, but a specific mention of each individual. God's guidance to Israel gave attention to both the individual and the community. So then it goes into the numbers, right? Um, verse 21, those who were numbered the tribe of Reuben were 46,500. So to many, this seems like a large number. 
some people were were the they they wonder if those numbers of all the tribes were were accurate if they were if they were literal you know if we estimate that this count of, of men of war represented about 70 percent of the total male population right and then you go ahead and double that if you add the females the women um who were there and then give it about you know 20 percent or so for children right the estimates that were at this time Israel, there were between two million and two and a half million people in the wilderness around this mountain. That's a whole lot of people, right? But, you know, it just shows um, that God provides. And there's people who believe that, you know, all different things. Some people believe that the these figures were, were literal, accurate figures. Some people think that um, these numbers were part of a mathematical calculation based on, on Hebrew calculations. I don't know what that means. Some people think that these numbers are are are, are symbolic or they're exaggerations. Um, I personally believe that these were accurate, literal numbers, right? Because we serve a powerful God who could provide for two and a half million people, right? I think when we question the Bible and we question things like this, where we're saying there's no way that God can provide for his people. Doesn't make any sense, right? But I serve a God that sometimes does not make sense because when we try to wrap our minds around who God is and what God does and how God provides, how God makes a way where there seems to be no way, it oftentimes doesn't make any sense. But that's the kind of God I want to serve, right? I don't want to serve a God that I can put in a bubble, right? And I can, I can, I can put a definition on God. I'm like, that's who I serve, right? Because that'd be, that's an idol. That's an idol. But my God, who was God before any of us were around to call him God, is very capable of having two and a half, two to two and a half million people in the middle of the desert and provide for them. Come on. Can I, can I get an amen on that, brothers and sisters? God can provide. And the summary of all the numbers of just the soldiers was 603,550 soldiers in Israel. Now, this census is, it gets repeated at the end of numbers. And the total number of available soldiers in the second census was, was, was right around the same. You know, there was maybe a loss of around 2,000 soldiers by the, by the end of the book of numbers. Ooh, time is running. Okay. Verse 47, we're going to move on. But the Levites were not numbered among them. This is important because this is a census of potential soldiers. The tribe of Levi was not counted. They they alone among the tribes of Israel didn't go to war because they had special responsibilities to God. You know, special priestly duties to Israel. We uh, we must we must see that in, in this case of Levi, there are some things that can't or shouldn't be counted. Israel had had to appreciate that some of the most important things can't be counted. Taking inventory is fine. Even, uh, it's even a necessary first step in, in organizing for victory, you know, and taking hold of God's promises in the military before we had any operation, before we deployed, before we did anything, we had to take inventory. We had to make sure that we were ready to go. We had to make sure we had the right amount of people, the right amount of supplies right? Vehicles, ammunition, 
you know, food, you know, everyone, every individual person had their right kit with the right things in, 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 in their rucksack. It's so important, right? But taking inventory on a spiritual sense must always be done with understanding that some of the important factors as the Levites were in, in Israel cannot be counted. You know, we can't always, we cannot count for what God is going to do, right? Sometimes we just have to do our part, make sure we're ready. We're spiritually ready to go wherever God wants. And then God makes a way. And that goes back into God doing something ridiculous. That goes back into 2023 being a ridiculous year in the life of Fusion Church, where he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. There's going to be times in your life, in the life of the church, and amongst us on staff, where we're like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Right. I don't know how it's going to be done. And then like that, it's going to happen. Right. And so that's why certain things in the census that the tribe of Levi could not be counted. Right. Because one, they weren't going to war. And it's, but it's also showing us here in the year 2023 that some things just leave it up to God. Some things get, let, let him handle it because he will handle it. You know, he's never let us down so far. Even if you think, you feel that at some point in your life, God has let you down. I bet when you look back now, hindsight being 2020, there was a reason why he kept you from certain things. There's a reason why he kept you from that job. There's a reason why he kept you from that relationship, right? Because who knows where you'd be if you accepted that job or you, you were in that relationship, you know, or whatever, whatever the case may be, right? So when things don't seem to go your way, Take a pause, brothers and sisters, and ask yourself the question, perhaps God is keeping me from something. Perhaps God's going to make a different way. The tribe of Levi, they were withheld from the census because they had a duty to Israel. They had a duty to God. And, and so, so they were in charge of guarding the tabernacle. Verse 53 says, in the camp, the Levites were immediately surrounding the tabernacle. And anyone from, from so, so, so the way, so, so picture this, the center of the camp, you have the tabernacle, which housed the Ark of the Covenant, housed the presence of God. And around the tabernacle, you had the Levites, you had the priests, right? So essentially they guarded the tabernacle. Then you had all the other tribes, their camps surrounding the tribe of Levi. So if anyone needed wanted or wanted to try to get to the tabernacle, they had to go through the Levites. Okay? So while the other 12 tribes of Israel were out fighting the wars, right? And they were doing what they had to do, the Levites were in the camp protecting the presence of God, protecting the tabernacle and doing all the priestly duties that that entailed. Verse 54, and we're going to close. Um, Thus the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so they did. So they did. Counting and taking inventory is an essential step in organization and in moving forward. You can't do anything with planning. And this first book of Numbers is showing that God's like, we need to get organized. You need to get ready for what's to come. And in preparing to enter the promised land, Israel had to be organized. God is an organized God and, and he moves through organization. 
We don't serve a God of disorder. We serve a God of order. So, so he's a God of organization. You know, even if we, through our fleshly eyes, don't always see the organization. But again, hindsight being 20, when you look at back on things in your life, you can see that God was at hand. And the way God wanted you to go through it was so much better than if you had gone through it yourself. So it, it, it was essential that Israel take inventory and, and count how many men were ready to fight. God counts things. In the book of Psalm and book of Isaiah, it says he counts the stars and has a name for each one. Psalm 147, verse 4, and Isaiah 40, 26. God even uh, counts and knows the number of hairs on your head, according to Matthew 10, 30. God counts. God is organized. Charles Spurgeon wrote, he who counts the stars and calls them all by their names leaves nothing unarranged in his own service. Nothing unarranged. God is intentional. And so God called the children of Israel to count the fighting men. If God called you to do a certain thing, God called you to be a part of a ministry. God called you to step out of the boat, brothers and sisters. It is our job to do what he says, because God is not going to let us drown. God's not going to let us fall. He's not going to let us fail. Even by our own interpretation of it, we are failing, right? Again, looking back, God has never let us fail. You may have gone, you may have had to gone through a wilderness experience. You may have had to go through some tough times, right? It may have felt like 40 years in the wilderness, but when you come through the wilderness and you enter into your promised land, you can look back and say, that's why I had to go through that. That's why I had to suffer that loss. That's why those people had to leave my life. That's why I didn't get that job. That's why, that's why, that's why. And know that God has always been in control and God has always wanted the best for us. All we have to do is obey. It would have been easy for Moses and Aaron to be like, well, why are we going to count the fighting men? You know, they're, they're going to be around. Like, you know, we just, all we got to do is say, hey, if you're 20 or above, come fight. No, it was intentional. So while by some of this may be a, 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 mon, a mundane uh, book of the Bible, it's like, why do, who, what do we care? What do we care? It shows God's intentionality. And if you are not going to obey God in the little things, if Israel had not obeyed God by counting the fighting men 20 years and older, he would have never uh, trusted them to go into the promised land at the end of the 40 years. If you are, if you do not obey God now with the little things, the little things that, no, that don't make sense, maybe God says, I, I need you to go into kids ministry and you do not like kids, right? Listen, I'm going to be real, right? I don't like kids. Don't put me in kids ministry. Right. Don't put me. If you want your kids to go home the way you drop them off, don't put me in kids ministry. Right. However, all joking aside, if I was called to go into kids ministry, I have to believe that God has a reason for it. I have to believe that God is preparing me for something you know, beyond that. The children of Israel were obedient so that they could be prepared for what God had for them beyond the census, beyond the wilderness, once they enter the promised land. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you, Lord. And 
And Father, we're going to thank you for the wilderness time. We're going to thank you for, for the times when we felt lost. We've, we've, we felt in distress, Father. We felt alone. We felt like not, even you weren't there, Lord. Because Father, we looking back, we can see that you were you were grooming us. You were you were you were molding us. You were forming us into what you wanted for us for the next season of our life, Father. For the for the promised land you were bringing us through, Lord. So, Lord, we're going to continue to thank you for that. We're going to going to continue to thank you for the refinement that sometimes we need to go through. So that we can get to the next level, right? We can get to the next level that you have designed for us. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray for everyone on this call, Lord God, everyone that's going to listen to to this later on on the podcast, Lord, that you would just reveal things to them. Show them times in their life, Father, where they were going through a wilderness experience, but you were there. You were ordering their steps to take them to where they're at now, Lord. And even where they're going to go beyond this, Lord. So, Father, we thank you. We love you. And we just so appreciate your word, Lord. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. All right, brothers and sisters, this was a good one. I will see you again next week. God bless.